Good evening. We're learning Maseches Chagiga, Daf Chaf Aleph, which is very short, and Daf Chaf Beis Amud Aleph. We'll be stopping about eight lines from the bottom, and we will be at this point in the middle of a sugya. In the Mishnah that we started with yesterday, in the new parak of Parak Achomer Bakodesh, we learned about 11, uh, 10 or 11, we'll see which one today, 10 or 11 different halachic uh, concerns about um, uh, about tuma vitara, as it relates to chulin, which is the lightest of the uh, of the types of tuma, because it's really not kodesh. And then on the flip side is uh, is uh, is kodesh, which is meat, which is meat that's for korbanos. And there we learn ten or eleven differences. The number is ten or eleven. We will soon see uh, will be very important. Uh, the first case that we had discussed in our mishnah, if you look back to the beginning of the parak, is that you're not allowed to be tovel kli besoch kli. So if you have uh, you have a big a pot that's brand new, and you have forks and knives and spoons, and you dump them in the pot, but they're being used for Kodesh, unacceptable. That you're not allowed to do. You have to do things one at a time. But for Truma, if you're going to be using these utensils for Truma, then no problem at all. So it says the Gemara on the top of Chafalaf Aleph, as the Gemara opens, but Kodesh, my time alone. Why is it that we are restricted in doing Tevila with multiple things at once? Let's say five spoons inside the bowl. Why are you not allowed to do that for Kodesh, but you are allowed to do that for Chuma? What's the concern about Kodesh? So the Gemara says, answer number one, we'll see answer number two on the Yamud Beis, but answer number one on the second line of Chafal HaFamad Aleph is Amar of Elah. Rav Elah says, The concern is that the weight of a Kli, when it's filled with water, will be so heavy. So let's say you have two Kalim, you have a bowl inside of a larger bowl. So when the inside bowl fills up with water, the weight is so significant that it presses down on the bottom of the inner bowl. And that is a Chatzitza, the pressure is so significant that it makes it difficult potentially for water to access that contact point between the bottom of the inner bowl and the landing on inside the larger bowl. So that's your Ila's concern is it's klichotzeitz. Says the Gemara, wait a minute. But we had learned later in our Mishnah another case of Chatzitza. And we'll see what that case is in a moment because the Gemara is going to quote it. But if the Gemara says, if we have Chatzitza referenced later in our Mishnah, so it can't be that the beginning is also because of Chatzitza. Remember that our Mishnah is giving a list of Chumras as it relates to Tum of You can't give me two different ones that both are about the same topic. That you can't have chatzitza. We're concerned about the weight of the pot pressing down on uh, inside the other pot. And then what was the other case? To katani four or five lines down. To katani seifa. What did we say in our mishnah? We had said in our mishnah that there's a difference between meat for korbanos, which has a much higher level of sanctity than truma. Shebekodesh. When it comes to garments that you're going to wear to to bring korbanos or whatever these garments are being used for, so then matir you have to first untie them. And then umagniv, they need to umangiv, they have to be dried, umatbil, and then they can be tovil, but achar kach kosher, only afterwards can they be tied. However, uvitruma, kosher ba'achar kach matbil. When it comes to truma, you can even tovel them when they're tied. So what does that show you? If by truma, you can tovel them when they're tied. And by kodesh, they cannot be tied. What are we concerned about? Chatzitza. So the Gemara says, if that's true that the later part of the Mishnah refers to tying a knot or untying a knot because of Chatzitza, then how can Rav Ila say that the beginning part of our Mishnah of Kli Besoch Kli 
is also about chatzitza. That's duplicative. There's no reason to have both of those. So it says the Gemara, Reish of Esefa Mishum Chatzitza. Both of them really are about chatzitza. And the reason why we had distinct cases in our Mishnah was because each one was necessary. Bitzricha. Our Mishnah needed two of the cases to be about Chatzitza. If we only had the first case of our Mishnah, that you're not allowed to be tovel, because there might be a chatzitza between the, between the kalim because of the weight of the kli when it's filled with water, then the reason why we are concerned in the Reisha is because there's just a lot of water weight inside the inner kli, which creates for a chatzitza between it and the larger kli. Aval seifa, but in the end, when we're talking about a knot, there's no extra weight there. There's no, there's no water weight. Like there's nothing added at all. Deleka kvedo shel kli. There we don't have any extra pressure, undue pressure on the knot. Then maybe I would have thought that there would have been no concern about a knot in regards to Kodesh, and that, that, that would not be a chatzitza, and that's not true. And what about the reverse? Two lines from the bottom of Chafalaf Amadalaf. Vyashmin and Seifa. And if we only had the second case, where we said that you're allowed to tovel a garment for Truma that has a knot in it, but you're not allowed to tovel a garment that has a knot in it for Kodesh. So then, Yashmin and Seifa, if only had that case, Havamina, I might have thought, the reason why we don't allow for the knot to exist when I'm tobling something for Kodesh is Mishum to Kitra Bimaya Ahaduke Mahadik. This we know intuitively is that if you have a, a thread that's sopping wet and it's already in a knot, it's nearly impossible to untie. Now, we know this intuitively from shoelaces, like if you've ever walked through the snow, it becomes much more cumbersome to do that because the water gets in there, it kind of stretches the fabric, and the knot just gets much more tight. So that's what the Gemara says here. Maybe I would have assumed that in regards to, um, that in regards to Kodesh, the reason is because the knot might get tight. Aval Reisha, but when we talk about the earlier case where there is no knot, Reisha, Demaya Akfuye Makfu Lemana, there we know that there is sometimes buoyancy in water. Let's say you have a clay, it doesn't always sit so perfectly. Even when we jump in water, it's much slower than in air, right? When we jump, yeah, we're not jumping that high. When we jump, we go up, we come down. But in the water, we can jump and stay, uh, stay afloat for a couple seconds, right? So the Gemara says that maybe we would have thought that in the Reisha, that because there's a buoyancy in Kalim, so then lo ha therefore we needed both cases. So the Gemara says that Rav Ila is answering our question as follows. Why don't we allow for a kli inside a kli to be tovel, the answer is the Gemara because of the weight of the water and therefore the concerns about chatzitza. What about the other case in our Mishnah about chatzitza? Says the Gemara, we need that case because these two cases are different. And that brings us to the next layer of Rav Ila. Rav Ila Lataime, we're on Chafala from base, three lines down. Rav Ila is actually in accordance with another one of his statements. To Amar Rav Ila, Amar Rav Chanina Bar Papa, Eser Mailos Shanukan. There are 10 levels that are taught in our Mishnah. Now, if you look through our Mishnah, you'll see that there are actually 11, but two of them are talking about chatzitza. So of the 11, since two of them are talking about chatzitza, really they count as one. And of the 11, there really are 10 cases. And that's what Rav Ila says here. Rav Ila was compelled to find, uh, to find a similarity between the two cases of chatzitza because he held that there were only 10 cases in our Mishnah. So that's what the Gemara says. How does he break them up? Chamesh Rishonos, the first five things that are listed in our Mishnah, Bein Kodesh, the, the concerns of Tuma in these cases apply both in regards to Kodesh, Bein, and as well in a case of 
lechulin shenasu al taratsa kodesh for regular meat that was treated as though it was kodesh on that very lofty level. What about the second five? So then the Gemara says achronos lekodesh. Those only apply to kodesh. However, aval lo lechulin shenasu al taratsa kodesh, but they don't apply to the case where chulin is being treated like kodesh. My time. Why is it that the first five apply? To chulen nasi that's treated like kodesh. What's the language of chulen shenasu al taras kodesh? But the second five don't. And here the Gemara makes a very important distinction between the first half of the Mishnah and the second half. What is the first half of the Mishnah talking about? Says the Gemara, my time. Why do we say that the first half of the Mishnah applies to kodesh and the second half? Of, uh, why, why does the first half apply both to kodesh and chulen shenasu al taras kodesh, but the second half of the Mishnah doesn't? So the Gemara responds. As follows, Chamesh Kamaisa, the first five, the Islahu Derara de Tuma Midoraisa, that actually there are case scenarios where there really could be Tuma. So it's not conceptual that, like, like we learned the other day about Hesachadas, and automatically with Hesachadas, we're not talking about that. We're saying in these first five cases, there were real practical cases of Tuma. Therefore, Gazru Behu Rabbanon, there the rabbis, they instituted rabbinic injunctions. Bain Kodesh, whether we were talking about a case of Kodesh, that loftier level of Ketusha and Tuma, Bain Lechulin Kodesh. But Basraisa, but the second half, the latter half, literally Basar means after, the latter half of the Mishnah, the last Lehu the Tuma Midoraisa, we're really, we're not fundamentally concerned about Tuma taking place in those cases. Gazru Behu there the rabbis instituted a rabbinic injunction, but but the rabbis didn't institute it in that case. So that's how Rav Ila learns our Mishnah. Let's review. Rav Ila holds that the reason why the ratio of our Mishnah says that a Kli Kli cannot be Tovel is because we're concerned about Chatzitza between the inner Kli and the Kli in which it's resting. What about the other part of the Mishnah that's Chatzitza? Yes, that's also a concern of Chatzitza, but to make sure that we don't misunderstand. And why is it that the Mishnah has these 10 cases? five yes, five no. So the answer is because they're different cases. The first half of the mission is talking about real halachic concerns and the second half is not. But all of that is answer number one. All of that is Rav Ila. How does Rava answer the question of why is it that our Mishnah is concerned about having one kli inside another kli? So he takes a totally different approach than Rav Ila. Rava Amar, no. He says that no. If there are two cases in our Mishnah that appear to be about chatzitza, one is and one is not. And if the Seif is talking about a knot, and we know that knots are a concern of chatzitza, he relearns the ratio of the Mishnah. How does he learn, relearn the ratio of the Mishnah? The ratio, Hainu Taima, Gzeira Shelo Yatbil Machten Vitsinorios, Vikli Shein Bifiv Kishvoferes Hanod. In the ratio, what are we concerned about? We're not concerned about chatzitza. The reason why you can't put a kli inside another kli is out of concern that when you put a kli inside another kli, that that other kli has to be big enough. What does that refer to here? As let's say that a person was going to take machatin, which are needles, very thin, with sinorios. Sinorios, we learned about, they're these small forks that were used to spin gold. So when the gold was still in liquid, these forms, forks were used to create shapes with the gold. They're very small. And what we're concerned about is because they may put them into something, that is a, like a small tube, but and we'll learn the length, the, the diameter of this tube shortly. <clears throat> so the concern was that the reason why we can't have a klebisoch kli is because maybe you'll also put a needle inside a very, very narrow tube, and that would not work. What is this referring to? So it says the Gemara as follows, Kiditnan. The Mishnah writes, Eruv mikvos, the way that one can bind together two mikvos is with a tube that connects the two, but it has to be kishvoferes hanod, <coughs> like a tube 
<coughs> like a tube of a node. What does that mean? It has to be that its thickness and its girth is going to be two etzbos, two finger breadth. Let's call it approximately an inch in our language. And that needs to be so that the waters can move back and forth between the two parts of the mikvah. So says the Gemara, that's how he answers this question. What was Rabbah's concern in our Mishnah? Why can't you put one clay inside another? So really, if you have a huge pot and then inside you have a smaller pot, that should work. It really should work. And in Midoris, it does work. Why doesn't he allow it in our Mishnah for, for, for Kodesh? The reason why is because we're afraid that maybe someone will take this machat or someone will take these tsinorios and use them for Kodesh and tovel them in a vessel that's too small because it's not that inch diameter, inch girth, that inch diameter tube. It's too small. And out of concern that one might maybe do that. So therefore, in our Mishnah, and at the beginning of the parak on Chafam Abbas, when it says that we're only allowed to be tovel kalim individually, it's because of this concern having nothing to do with chatzitza. And this, what motivated him to say that the chatzitzas weren't the same? Because, says the Gemara on the top of Chav Beis Medalev, Savar law that Rava held like, like Rav Nachman say, said in the name of Rabbah Baravua, that really our Mishnah is Yud Aleph Ma'alosh Look at our Mishnah and count. You will see, as mentioned, 11 different levels or 11 different points of concern. So according to Rava, the Masora that he had from Rabbah Baravua, according to him, we didn't have a choice. It is 11. And the tying of the knots concern is talking about uh, chatzitza. And what is the other case talking about kli inside of a kli? It's not talking about chatzitza at all. It's a concern not even about this case. It's a concern about taking a very small kli and being total that into another very, very small kli. And therefore, our Mishnah now has 11 concerns and not 10. Sheish Rishonos, we're three lines down on Chav Beis Medalev. Sheish Rishonos, the first six cases that we have in our Mishnah, apply Bein Lekodesh, Bein Lechul and Shana Aswal Tarsa Kodesh. They apply both to Kodesh, meat that's going to be for Korbanos, or for anything that's going to be used for Kodesh, or it's going to apply to a case of Chulun that's treated with that level. Achronos, what about the latter half, the last five? It's not exactly half, because there's 11. The Achronos only apply the Kodesh, but Avalo Lechul and Shana Aswal Tarsa Kodesh. So that's the Chakir of the Gemara, the Machlo, between Rav Ila and Rava. Let's review one more time and then we'll get into the Nafkaminas between them. Why is it in our Mishnah that we are not allowed to tovel one kli inside another for Kodesh? According to uh, Rav Ila, there's a chatzitza. And according to Rava, uh, the concern is not even this case, but it's a gzeira mishum, another case where you might tovel something uh, in a vessel that's too small. So ask the Gemara six lines down on Chav Beza Medalev. My ika bein de Rava le Rav Ila. What is the difference between the two of them? Oh, so says the Gemara, a very good answer. The difference between Rava and Ravila is a case of sal vigargusni. It's a, a basket made out of wicker. Shemilan kalim bihitbilan. No, wicker baskets are, are big. They're all big. Nobody makes very, very tiny wicker baskets. That's not, they're just, they don't exist. They're all very large, or at least they were in their day. So if you fill those up with kalim, that would be the difference between Rava and Rav Ila. How does it work out? According to the one who says that he's concerned about Chatzitza, that's Rav Ila answer number one, Ika. We still have that concern. So even if the basket is made out of wicker, it doesn't matter. Uh, the fact is that there's still a Chatzitza. However, according to Rava, if we're saying that the reason you can't tovel one clean inside another in a case of Kodesh is because 
because of concern that you might at some point tovel an item that's so small in an item that's really not big enough to be a kosher mikvah. So if that's true, but there are no cases of a, uh, of a wicker basket that's so small. And therefore, Rava's concern doesn't apply here. So that would be the difference between Rava and Ravila is this case of a wicker basket where, yes, it's a chatzitza, but it's always too small to be like the case of the um, Kishvo Feris Hanot. And in fact, the Gemara says that Rava gave shear on this once in the base Medrash, where the Gemara says 10, 12 lines down, the Azda Rava the time. Rava says, according to his own reasoning, uh, the shita that we just saw, it, it matches and, and aligns with what he said elsewhere. What did Rava say? Perfect. This works perfectly. What did Rava give Shiran? Rava gave Shiran said that when you have a basket that's made out of wicker and it's been filled with kalim and utovalet, what does he say? He says it's tahor. If you held the concern was chatzitza, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. By the way, how do we paskin? What does the kalim mikvah have right here? They have the old milk crate baskets mm -hmm. and you can drop your dishes in there. What does that show you? It's not about chatzitza because we have plenty of kalim that are way smaller than that. It's obviously, it's obviously not a chatzitza. So that's a, a clear, a very clear from what the Gemara says. So Rava matches his own shita. Now Rava has another line here that we're going to spend a little bit of time on. Let's say that you had a mikvah and you separated the mikvah with wicker. The person who, to, who is tovel in that mikvah, if the mikvah was, was on each side of the wicker less than 40 um, sa'a, so then, then it doesn't count. Because to start with the ground, our mikvahs are made on tile, they're made on cement, they're made on things that are effectively water sealed. So we don't have to worry about so much to, to lose water that way. This is a shaila in the mikvah, uh, Rabbi Tversky's mikvah. They have uh, in their mikvah, they have lights above their mikvah. That when the mikvah has the green light, no problem, you can go in. And when the mikvah has a red light, you are not supposed to go in, according to some poskim. What's the concern of the mikvah? So some of the poskim write that even if it's structured and intended to be this way, but when the filtration machine turns on in the mikvah, it's ki'ilu that there's a leak in the mikvah because water is moving out of the mikvah. It's also moving back in, but that's why a lot of poskim, it's meant to do this. So there, he has a, light, a lighting system there. And when one of the mikvahs is red, so I asked her by Tversky, I'm like, really? The big chashash? She's like, no, but uh, for people who want to be makvah, they should know the difference. The problem is that if you really can't handle hot water, their mikvah on the right is toasty hot. So if the other mikvah is the lukewarm water and it's red and you want to be makvah, it's like walking into a, 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 like a boiling hot bath and you can't go slow. There's people in line. So you got to move. Anyways, this mikvah over here, we're concerned because the water absorbs into the ground. So if you have a mikvah that's exactly 40 and you're separated with wicker, we're concerned that it won't be the right shear anymore. We need all 40 saw to be in one place and the wicker basket separated them. No good. When is it true that the wicker is going to, um, to actually split the mikvah into two? So that's true. If you have no reason to put the basket in there, that's a problem. What if the basket's actually tummy? You're not using the outer basket, which is tahor, to house that which is tummy and bring it in. Even that basket, if the, if the outer basket's tahor, it's a problem. But what if you needed to put it in the mikvah? If you're putting a wicker basket in the water that in fact needs tahara, so then migu de salka tvila gufa de mana, because the mikvah is actually able 
to function and perform tahara on that tame wicker basket, even though it's very large and may split the mikvah in half. So therefore, salka luhunami lekelim deispe. So therefore, because the kli was actually tame, then it doesn't then it doesn't cause a hefsek in the mikvah. Then you're good to go. Ditznan. Where do we see this idea from? The Gemara says a little bit more than a third of the way down. Ditznan kalim shemilan kalim vihitzvilan. If you have a kli that's filled with other kalim and you bring them to the mikvah, so hare elu tehorin. And then this Mishnah has a very difficult line. The Gemara is going to ask on this. We don't have to ask on it. It says vim lo taval. If you did not toval it, then mayim hamiuravim. The waters that need to mix achu miuravim kishvoferes hanod. They have to mix as though they're in that tube of measure the shvoferes hanod, that one inch diameter tube. Says the Gemara, what does this case even mean? What was the second part of that Mishnah when it said that im lo taval, that if you don't take them to the mikvah, that makes no sense. So the Gemara says, you're right. Here's Pshat in the Mishnah. If you don't need to put it in there, it's tahor. You have no reason to put it in the mikvah. Then, in order to make it that the mikvah is, is big enough, the waters have to mix. You're going to need multiple bodies of water connected by a one-inch diameter PVC piping. It's all got to be connected. And if it's not big enough, then it's a problem. Oh. So that's how the Gemara explains Rava. So now uh, we've learned uh, the nafkamina between Rava and Ravila. The difference is the case of a wicker basket, where according to Ravila, we still have a concern of chatzitza with any material. And according to Rava, we don't have a concern of chatzitza at all. And in fact, we have no concern at all because wicker baskets are never made that small. And in fact, this machlokas of Rava and Ravila is actually rooted in the Tanoim. The Gemara says halfway down, almost exactly, what we just learned, this blot of Gemara, where there's a machlokas about why we're so strict about being tovel one kli inside another for that lofty level of kedusha of Kodesh, for Kodesh, uh, for eating uh, Kodesh meat, that's really rooted in the Tanoim. What's the machlokas? Titania, the Brisa writes, if you have a basket of wicker that you filled with other utensils and sent it to the mikvah, bain le kodesh, bain le truma tohorin, that is exactly like the shita of Rava, through and through, that is the Tanakama. But Abishol Omer, it depends. The truma of Alola Kodesh. Abishol distinguished and said it's only true by uh, truma and not by Kodesh. So therefore, we see that that is like the shita of Rav Ila. So says the Gemara, I really don't understand. How are you distinguishing between Truma and Kodesh? If your concerns apply, either according to Rav Ila or to Rava, if your concerns apply by Kodesh, that it's a hefsek, a chatzitza, whatever it is, why don't they apply by Truma? Remember, our Mishnah says, you're not allowed to put one kli inside of another kli if it's Kodesh. What are the reasons? Oh, uh, according to Rav Ila, it's going to be a chatzitza. And according to uh, Rava, it's because we're afraid of the, 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 the shvoferis that it might be a tube that's too small. But if it doesn't work for Truma, if it doesn't work for Kodesh, then why does it work for Truma? So the Gemara says, Yihachi, Truma nami. Your halachic concerns should be identical for Truma as they are for Kodesh. So how could the Mishnah distinguish and say, by Kodesh, we're so from, we're concerned about chatzitza, or we're concerned about the, the one diameter tube that might be too small. But why aren't you concerned about that around truma too? They're real halachic concerns. A woman goes to the mikvah with a chatzitza, she's a nida. That's a big problem. Why aren't you concerned about that? So answers the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, the man kamrinan. Who are we talking about? We're talking about chaverim. We're talking about people who are very educated. They know how to navigate it. What does that mean? According to Rav Ila, what it means is as follows. You have a Tamar Chacham, and he uh, brings a Kli inside a Kli for Truma, and he sees that the inner Kli is stuck against the bottom of the He's going to pick it up in the water, and he knows what he's talking about. Done? No problem. 
says the Gemara, well, well, if he knows what he's doing, he's a chaver. So then why are we so strict by, Kodah, by the Kodesh? He says the Gemara, if, if he's a chaver and he says to Tamil Chacham, Kodesh Nami, that, then fine, then by Kodesh too, he should be able to do it without all the restrictions. Why does our Mishnah have the restriction at all if he's a Tamil Chacham? Says the Gemara, because by Kodesh, Chazi Le'am Ha'aretz V'azul Matbil. Because there, what we're concerned about is a person who is an Am Ha'aretz will be doing some of the Tvila, and he's really not so learned, and he might make something tummy. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. If the, if the person who's an Am Ha'aretz can bring Truma, and he can make Truma, uh, if he can bring uh, Kodesh, and he can make that tummy, Truma Nami Chazile Am Ha'aretz Matbil. He can make the same error with Truma. Says the Gemara, we don't accept Truma from an Am Ha'aretz. We don't accept Truma from an Amharetz. Says the Gemara, well, if that's true, then why do we accept Kodesh from an Amharetz? Kodesh nami lo So either way, the Gemara has a very difficult time trying to understand why we don't have the same halachic concerns by Kodesh, why we don't have the same halachic concerns by Truma as we do by Kodesh. So the Gemara says, we have to accept Kodesh from this person because Eva, because he'll be very upset, the Amharetz, if we don't accept his Kodesh gifts. Says the Gemara, why don't we have that by Truma also? Truma nami, eva. By Truma as well, we should be concerned. Says the Gemara, it's not true. Lo He doesn't care if we don't accept his Truma because you know what he's going to do? To Azil, he's going to go and he's going to go find a friend who's a Kohen in Shul. Okay, he's not so learned. Who cares? I'm going to give him the, so he'll be able to give it to a Kohen one way or the other. But says the Gemara, he won't be able to do that in regards to Kedusha. Where do we see this idea? Says the Gemara, How do we know that we're concerned about the feelings of the Am Ha'aretz as it relates to Kodesh, but not to Truma? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yossi. That is the Shita of Rabbi Yossi. Titania, the Brysa writes, we'll learn another five, six lines, and then we'll stop. Titania, Amar Rabbi Yossi, Mibnei ma'hakol ne'emonin al-taharas yayin v'shemen kol Why is it that we trust in Am Ha'aretz when it comes to wine, when it comes to oil throughout the year, if it's going to be used for Kodesh, you're going to use the wine for, for the Nisachin, you're going to use the Shemen to make Menachos, and it's all Kodesh. Why do we trust him? Says the Gemara, because if we don't give the Am Ha'aretz latitude to give something to the Beis HaMikdash for Kodesh, what will he do? He's going to make his own Beis HaMikdash. This guy, oh, you don't want my animal? You don't want my kid? I'll go make my own Beis HaMikdash. Forget you. I'm going to go make my own Bama. The Sorek Parah Dumalat. Why have a red heifer? No problem. I'll make my own Beis HaMikdash. So we had a halachic concern of Eva, and the halachic concern of Eva meant that we needed to deal with all of the complexities of an Am Ha'aretz giving Kodesh items to the Beis HaMikdash so that there isn't a snowball effect of them building their own Bama and burning their own Parah Duma without the, the absolute high-level lofty knowledge of knowing Shas and Poskim, there's no way they know, but we have to, we have to let them do it. Where do we have this idea in Avon in the Halacha Lameister Sugyas? Hatzalah uses this psak to answer, to answer a call on Shabbos from a goy. Yeah, if you're, if you're in a scenario like that, what malach are you allowed to do for a goy versus not for a yid? Good shayla. The halacha is the halacha I was on Hatzalah in Washington Heights back in the day. Same deal. You get a phone call from a family that's absolutely clearly not Jewish and it's Shabbos. You get the call. You are machal Shabbos to take care of them. Same as you would a yid. Not because they're yidin, because they're not, but it's mishum eva. So we have this idea in halacha as well where we, we kind of like do something that's out of our comfort zone to prevent something else happening down the road. Very rare construct in halacha. Halacha is usually pretty clear. Like if this is not allowed, 
when can we be Mechal Shabbos? For a person that's sick, you have this, that, the other. It's very, very rigid. But here we're saying, you're right, we don't trust that I'm Haaretz. But because of Ava, because we're concerned that he'll be so upset, and therefore, down the road, he may build his own bum and burn his own paraduma, therefore we're concerned. And Amar Papa, last uh, line of the day, like whom do we hold like that we accept certain testimonies from an Am Haaretz? Keman, who is that like? Kirav Yossi, like the Bryce that we just learned. We'll stop right here, and we're stopping eight lines or so, nine lines from the bottom of Chavbez Medalev. Tomorrow's Thursday. So tomorrow we'll learn, and then on Shabbos, we will learn just Chav Dalet. And Dafyomi on Shabbos will only be 45 minutes before, uh, before Mincha. We do need a, need a plan for our Siyum, for, uh, for Seder Moed. If you have any ideas, please let me know. Wishing you all a beautiful night. <laughs>